Happy 25th birthday, SABC Education, and uh, in celebrating the 25-year milestone, you can enter the Dream Beyond Your Boundaries competition and tell us what is your dream career and why. Enter the competition through Twitter on at SABC Education and on Facebook, SABC Education, and you could stand a chance to win some prizes. Dream beyond your boundaries. Don't dream your life. Live your dreams. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. 18 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We go straight into our headline segment. And uh, this evening we speak to the National Taxi Alliance, which uh, says the conflicts that have unfolded between two associations operating between Soweto and Johannesburg's inner city will be resolved, despite the parties having failed to resolve these issues uh, on uh, previous occasions. And uh, this fight, of course, as uh, many of you would know, is between Nandue and Wata, and Nandue is the Nansfield Dube West Association, and Wata is the Witwatersrand Taxi Association. They said to meet again tomorrow uh, with the Transport MEC Jacob Mamabolo to start a process aimed at ending the conflict for good. To tell us a bit more about the conflict and the processes aimed at its resolution, Theo Malele joins me. He's the national spokesperson of the National Taxi Alliance. Uh, Pratio, good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening to you, and, uh, and thanks for having me. Yeah, man, are you well? I'm good, good, good. Sure, sure. Let's maybe start off here for for, for the benefit of some of our listeners, uh, or maybe if Umdu who might want to understand the genesis of this conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some of those people, you know. Uh, it was the yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were urkant. They now have come back, uh, and might not be familiar with uh, the genesis of this conflict. Why is there seemingly, I guess, this war path or collision course between Nandu and Wata? Yeah, uh, indeed, uh, we need to get to the genesis. It started, uh, you know, around that there was only one association. You know, there are just a few people that uh, moved out of uh, Nandu. Um, Nandu was founded around 1972, and these uh, four... Uh, well-thought people, I guess, um, went out around in the early 90s to, you know, to form their own association. And, you know, then problems began in that uh, part of their registration process meant to infringe on the previously, um, you know, registered uh, operation by water. And this then now results in all these kinds of conflicts because CMEs as it is, it also has its own, you know, perhaps agreement to to, to begin to say uh, how are we operating in this you know, sense. And that then translated into agreements that were then violated much later uh, which we really feel now, you know, cannot go on like this unabated. Um, the issues have to be, you know, dealt with, you know, with a fine comb so that we, we begin to understand uh, the history of this and how everything else progressed, you know. So we're hopeful that uh, even tomorrow's uh, sitting should actually bear fruit uh, in that direction. So, so I guess in a sense, I mean, a lot of this has to do, yes, with um, what some people might call floor crossing. But I'm also interested in the economic drivers of this conflict. Uh, you know, many people have suggested that 
Some of it might have to do with the oversaturation of uh, vehicles in the sector. Um, in some cases, the oversubscription of routes. Uh, and in other instances, I guess, uh, you know, the challenges that come with meeting month-on-month fi- financing obligations for these vehicles at a time when, you know, because there's just too many vehicles. Is it one or, if not all, of these challenges? Well, that, that too uh, can be equated to, to the reasons behind uh, this, uh, you know, fracas or impasse. Um, and this was evidenced with uh, what uh, transpired uh, just uh, recently, this, just this weekend, when uh, we are told that uh, the one parties, well, Nandoas, let me be specific, the hackers were seen to be touting or loading where near where water uh, was supposed to have uh, been loading. And that has not, that was not part of, uh, you know, the whole understanding. Uh, and let's maybe give uh, more to, to it to, 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 to say that uh, Commissioner Street in, in question was uh, utilized by taxi associations from, you know, many, many moons ago. Mm. Which supposedly should have been water. And when the BRT system was brought about, uh, it then took the, the greater part of the middle of uh, this uh, tri- uh, trunk route uh, as a trunk route. And, and, and that then necessitated that the taxis be moved into, you know, uh, loading areas and, you know, uh, a base uh, where they, they, they would be kept uh, up until they were uh, laden fully mm. and get in along uh, Commissioner Street and leave the city of Johannesburg to their respective uh, destinations. But uh, that then uh, was not to be, you know, um, sort of respect. Perhaps the economic situation could have uh, precipitated that. Uh, We're not so sure. But uh, we do know, however, that, uh, you know, there hasn't been sufficient revenue, you know, uh, streams uh, into uh, the the industry per se. But, yeah, uh, it was about encroachment of uh, perhaps maybe the rules that were agreed upon previously and that was actually rather brought about by uh, drivers. It was not taxi uh, operators per se who went on this. It was drivers that actually caused the whole thing to be where where it is. Uh, Although unmindful that uh, there has been previously as we've alluded to that uh, agreements were made only to be violated mm. later. But there has been, uh, you know, tranquility, per se, to, to this far up until uh, this, then, this, this happened. And also in Soweto, again, that there has been disruptions of operations, and that was not uh, been uh, kosher with us. Mm. So, so what happened over the last few days or so? I mean, the scenes that we saw of uh, the Inferno burning taxis, uh, you know, we saw something similar happening in Kabecha under very, very different circumstances. And uh, when it happened in Johannesburg, uh, you know, many people, I guess, were, were rather unsettled, uh, seeing it very much as a sign of the times we're in. What led to what we saw unfolding there? And I guess, how has that been dealt with? Yeah, well, it is just unfortunate that, uh, you know, there has been this, uh, you know, backwards and forward movement that, that there is hurting uh, poor commuters, you know, unsuspecting uh, commuters for that matter. 
Um, but our agreement on Sunday uh, with the NEC, Community Safety Police and African Police Services, was that uh, there needs to be a, a deployment of, uh, you know, uh, securities around or rather the police or, law, or rather law enforcement to ensure that uh, there is uh, peace and stability in the uh, suspected uh, hotspots. And that's what we had agreed, but uh, we were also told that uh, today a a driver from Mandua was actually apprehended, uh, who is also suspected perhaps of uh, being those that have been stealing uh, vehicles uh, from uh, water and and even touching uh, some of these vehicles. So it is the uh, investigations of uh, South African Police Services that will actually give us, uh, you know, the depth of uh, this. Mm. I want you to pause there for me for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. But uh, when we come back, uh, we'll continue uh, just to talk briefly about the process of resolving some of these issues. And uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, what uh, some of the views uh, of uh, the NTA are in how we go about in uh, trying to ensure a lasting peace in the sector, uh, as critical as it is. Seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's the headlines here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, we're in discussion this evening around uh, some of the uh, uh, violence and the vandalism we've seen in the taxi industry uh, in Gauteng. And, excuse me, this uh, on the back of the conflict uh, there between the Nansfield Dube West Association, Nandue, and the Witwatersrand Taxi Association, Wata. Uh, which uh, met on Wednesday, uh, or which uh, will meet, I should say, yeah, tomorrow, uh, with the Transport MEC Jacob Mamabolo to uh, start a process to end the conflict for good. Um, Prathi, I'm quite interested, I guess, in uh, your reflections on similar processes that have unfolded in the past, why those have failed, and I guess why there's a seeming optimism this time around that this one will succeed where others have failed. I think, uh, like you rightfully indicated, uh, in, you know, when we began this uh, conversation, to find the genesis of, of it all. So we, we need to, to dig deep and uh, look at uh, when, who, where, how registered uh, their roots. I've already given you an indication that uh, the one party uh, had as early as 1972 uh, registered or made, you know, known that this is the route that they would uh, be operating on. And and the other party only came in in the early 90s to, 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 to register. But now we also need to know as to when did the actual uh, you know, process um, of uh, making these operations so CME, so to say, uh, 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 take place, so that uh, those that are involved in this must be uh, brought to book. And you you also remember that uh, now with the stewardship of uh, Jacob Mamabolo as MEC of Transport in Gauteng, he's shown an appetite to want to get to the bottom of this well, the previous uh, other politicians uh, did not care as to what happens to the uh, you know taxi industry. This is this is our view because they they actually failed to go this extra mile that uh, Mr. Jacob Mamabolo uh, wants to to traverse together with the collective 
leadership of the taxi industry so that finally we, you know, we will find solutions to this and bury it once and for all. So we, we really believe that uh, the approach this time around uh, is also informed by the 2019 uh, taxi industry conflict resolution uh, conference that took place at Metsumaholo. Uh, you know, as a resolution that we are now beginning to to implement what the very taxi industry said, uh, it, it, you know, as a collective. So it is nothing that is going to be reinvented, but it's something that the taxi industry is very much willing, and on the side of government, at least there is political will to actually find solution uh, to to this uh, you know, issue. Mm, mm. And I mean, from where you're sitting, uh, the process that has been envisaged here, uh, because I want to come back to this process, because I think a lot is being put, uh, a lot of confidence is being placed in this process that um, both parties have enough vested interests that they, you know, will be interested in keeping the peace. Uh, And from where you're sitting, I mean, what, what, in your view, do you think will secure a durable peace? So that I'm not talking to you about this again you know, in the next few weeks or so? What, in your view, really do you think is critical to ensure that, uh, you you know, we we secure a lasting peace? I I, I hear you. Um, I think what is also critical here is also that the communication has to be unambiguous. It has to be clear and precise. And the jargon that is actually used must be toned down so that all and sundry understand precisely what is this that uh, you know it would be, it would be spoken of, uh, and, and and this is as a result also of you know the appetite that uh, you know our political leadership is showing uh, in the province that indeed this can be achieved. And uh, one other uh, I think most important is the stance that the National Taxi Alliance has taken. You remember that. Uh, NTA uh, is a collective and the leadership within robustly engages on issues that affect uh, itself and one critical aspect that the NTA has thought compromise on is that of the defense of its constitution you know, its founding principles to the effect that uh, the other party that is uh, in question had to move out of, uh, you know, NTA because NTA was actually insisting that the democratization of both associations is critical. You know, you need to replace leadership, but then there has been problems. A lot of lives have been lost. Uh, that is, you know, so unfortunate. But you know, we we really do think that uh, this time around we should we should actually found find everlasting peace so that all members of uh, both associations must enjoy and make money, you know, like uh, ascribe to our folk as uh, principles. Uh, mobility has to be there. It has to be safe. There has to be prosperity. There has to be unity within the taxi industry, uh, you know, and there has to be sustainability because we invest in so much. A quantum at the end of the day after you know, paying it off, you would have actually spent a million rand. So this is 
the kind of information that really needs to to to, to be uh, you know given or to to, to all and sundry within the, uh, the, the the taxi industry, which I believe would actually make people to begin to to to, to you know look the other way. And another that is flowing from uh, Judge Shongwe's uh, uh, commission on taxi violence that the guns that were found to be used uh, through ballistic tests indicate or prove that they are state-owned uh, 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 gadgets. So this needs also to be addressed. And finally, uh, those that are close to the taxi industry, this is what the taxi industry is saying, they have to undergo a lifestyle audit because most of them, their hands are found in the cookie jar, and which is which does not augur well with uh, the position of the National Taxi Alliance, mm. which wants people to become better off, not worse off. Pratio, we're going to have to leave it there for this evening, uh, but I want to take, take uh, this opportunity to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening. It's been a pleasure uh, to, to be with yourselves, and uh, good evening. That there was Theo Malele, national spokesperson of the National Taxi Alliance, speaking to us this evening. Yeah, you might want to comment on that one. Uh, And I guess the prospects of a durable and a long-lasting peace. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, Because we were talking about the same thing a few months ago in Cape Town. Uh, And I've spoken to Pratio on many an occasion around this issue, Yanandu and Awata. And the same issue uh, required the intervention of... uh, you know, the uh, uh, leader of the UDM and also the uh, General Secretary of SAFTU out in the Western Cape. How do we make sure that there is a durable and a long-lasting peace? Because the people that are caught in the crossfire is you and me. Yeah, we go straight into our community focus and we start off there. Uh, yeah, with that man uh, who was saying uh, colonialism. Uh, there's no humane uh, colonialism. And that is uh, Samora Machel. Uh, and uh, today we reflect on his life uh, because it's been 35 years uh, since uh, he passed on uh, in uh, that tragic uh, uh, plane accident uh, which uh, happened uh, just outside Mbuzini in um, Pumalanga. And um, yeah, President Sir Ramaphosa and President Felipe Nusi, his uh, counterpart uh, in the Republic of Mozambique, marked the 35th anniversary of the passing. Uh, of uh, uh, President Samora Machel of Mozambique. Uh, he passed away in 1986 uh, there uh, just uh, as the plane crashed in the Libombo Mountains uh, near the border of South Africa, Eswatini and Mozambique. And uh, they, yeah, I guess so many, many people uh, always said at the time that this was indicative of the double dealing of the apartheid regime, which uh, had earlier signed the Ngomati Accord uh, with uh, uh, Samora Machel and uh, take a listen to some of the remarks that uh, President Sir Ramaphosa made uh, on the occasion of the 35th anniversary of the passing of uh, this uh, revolutionary.
that there uh, were the remarks by President Sir Ramaphosa uh, at uh, the site of the crash that uh, sparked allegations of sabotage uh, levelled uh, against the then South African apartheid uh, regime. Uh, and uh, yeah, today we doff our hat uh, to that great revolutionary Samora Machel, uh, the former president of uh, 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 the Republic of Mozambique. Now, uh, earlier on today, uh, the uh, Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, alongside uh, the NEF and uh, the uh, IDC, uh, gave an update on uh, support and uh, relief measures uh, for firms that have been affected by the uh, violent unrest in parts of Gauteng and Guazul Natal in July. And uh, these were some of the remarks uh, that were made uh, during that particular update by the Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition, Ibrahim Patel. We now shift our attention uh, to Mpumalanga as part of our community focus. Now, former MEC for Agriculture, Mantlam Sibi, uh, granted 20,000 rand bail and uh, by the Mbombela Magistrates Court earlier on today. Now, the former MEC for Agriculture and Land Affairs in the province and his two co-accused were arrested a week ago in relation to a shooting incident that happened in Pumalanga in August where two people were killed and uh, one was left uh, seriously injured. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we do know, I guess, uh, uh, what uh, unfolded in that particular story. Certainly touched on it uh, last week but uh, take a listen to this yay mm, 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 mm. it seems the plot thickens uh yeah out in Mpumalanga. do let us know some of your thoughts on uh, that particular one uh yo, 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 yo. I, I don't know what to say about that one send us your voice notes there Zero seven nine one nine one four two seven zero. Yeah, we go straight into it, uh, and uh, we continue with our electoral coverage. And uh, this evening, uh, we have the uh, pleasure of uh, hosting the Black First Land First of the BLF, and also the African Transformation Movement. And uh, I am joined uh, this evening by uh, two guests. Uh, from uh, the uh, two organizations, Anela Luana is the deputy president of Black First Land First, and uh, 